And welcome back, everyone, to the Brandon Burns Show, proudly presented by Enterprise Monkey. It's great to have your company, and thanks so much for joining us. We're going to have a very special guest on the show today, so we look forward to sharing that with you. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, or rate and review on iTunes Store, and also Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. But for now, let's get into the episode and see you on the other side. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brandon Burns Show, proudly presented by Enterprise Monkey. I'm here in the K Rock Bay FM radio studios, and with me is media personality Roxy Bennett. How are you? I'm really good. Hi, everyone. It's yeah. great to see you, Brandon. I know. It's been too long. It has <laughs> been way too long, way too long. And I'm really excited yeah. um, with what you're doing and yeah, everything that you're up to at the moment. Great. Well, this is season two, episode one. So we thought we'd kick it off in style. And I've invited Roxy on not only to tell me about her experience and background in the media, which is really relevant for our startups, but more importantly, her business venture plan at Roxy. So um, I'm going to run through about 10 questions today with Roxy and try and pick her brain because she's got to go on air very shortly. I do. That's so. true. That's actually true. <laughs> so maybe I mean, we'll kick it straight off because I like to talk as little as possible because no one wants to listen to the podcast to hear me. Um, so maybe we can kick off with Roxy. Give us an intro to, um, I guess, your story, your background, and what it is exactly that you're up to now. Okay. Well, I started um, – I'm – we're in a radio studio and pretty yeah. much that was kind of my um, career right from the get-go. Uh, so I worked in radio for quite a long time and then um, had a – I had breast cancer when I was yes. 35 and that kind of changed everything for me. It really sort of made me review what it was that I wanted to do and who – I guess who I wanted to be, you know. So um, I decided after I'd finished all my treatment and got through all that – I actually decided to take a year off radio and then make some decisions. Uh, and I decided um, to take up another different position and ended up getting a job with um, Karingal, which is now called Gen U here um, yes. in Geelong. Yep. And I worked with them for eight years doing mm. business development and event management and marketing, that kind of stuff. And so I, I kind of drifted away from radio at that point, but I'd still do like a regular spot. So yep. it sort of kept my um, my hand in, I suppose. Yep, I remember. Yes. Um, and then I I was had been at uh, Karingal for eight years and decided I really wanted to get back into radio. So I came back and spent a year as the promotions manager of the yep. radio station. And then sort of halfway through that year, I said to the then general manager, um, look, I think I want to start my own business. And I was really fortunate. I've got a wonderful partner, Gary, and he has, um, he's probably been my greatest mentor. Yep. And he's um, run businesses and just done, he's an amazing entrepreneur, yeah. had some great successes and some great failures, as all good entrepreneurs have. Yes. Um, and he just said to me, look, why are you using all your talent for other people when you could use it for yourself? Mm -hmm. And I guess that that to me was like, okay, and he was prepared to back me mm -hmm. um, emotionally and financially at that point. And so, yeah, I then spent the next six months that I worked here designing my logo and then sort of starting yeah. organising my business and then that's exactly what I did. So I launched Planet Roxy, which mm -hmm. essentially was an event management company. Um, there weren't any in Geelong at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go back seven years, you know, there yeah. just there was nothing. Um, so I saw a real gap there. But it, it also led to other different jobs and other different contracts and really was more in the event management marketing space because I'd find... Yep. 
um, somebody would get me to, to event manage a, a gig for them and then they'd say, oh, we really like working with you. Do you do this or do you do that? And social media was just kicking yes. off. So do you yep. do social media? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it sort of evolved. Yep. It, it kind of evolved itself. And in the midst of all of that, I still kept up like one or two shifts a week with radio. And yeah, well. so now it is very much a combination of sharing my love of of broadcasting with yes. my love of my business, yeah. which is about to go through a bit of a transformation. So, mm-hmm. or in fact, has just been launched. So um, this will be one of the first public um, yeah. sort of discussions about it. So, so, so I guess because my next question was going to be, tell me more about Planet Roxy and what you do. But I guess that's slightly irrelevant because you're about to tell us about well, the pivot. Yeah, and... yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's changed a little bit. And I think, um, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later about some advice I'd give. But one of the things that um, I have learned is that almost you don't decide what your business is. The market mm-hmm. decides what your business is. Yep. So um, I... You know, as I said, when I first started, I was the only event management company and, and you know, it was a really, there wasn't really any competition. And over the last few years, some awesome, really seriously awesome young, particularly young women mm-hmm. have come onto the scene and are doing really great things. Um, and, you know, particularly with event management. And I don't know if you know this, Brandon, but event management is so exhausting. Yes. And yep. it's really, it's time-consuming and it's almost like leading up to an event that's all you can think about and then it's gone. And so that that actually Mm -hmm. is hard from a business perspective when you want your cash flow to be sort of like this. Totally. Kind of goes like that and then that and, you know, so I sort of. yep. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of thought that I wanted to build a, a slightly different model around that. Yep. And. I so I was sort of saying no to a few of the event management jobs and yeah. which is often the hardest thing to do, isn't it? It's really hard. But if it doesn't fit what what you want to do well, and what you know you're yeah, going to excel at, yeah, exactly. But it makes life so, easier, is that right? Well, it sure does. And yeah. at one point, like in fact, 2017 was just crazy for me. I was trying to do everything. Yep. And that's just you can't. Um, I'd also sort of decided that. Um, I'm better, not that I'm better without staff, but there's some learnings in that as well, but that I I actually earn more money if I don't have staff yep. because, I, because I'm not paying other people to do things that I can do. Yeah, totally. But then I, I, 2017, I ran myself into the ground, mm-hmm. thought, no, that's not cool either. So this year, 2018, I sort of thought, right, I'm just going to open it up a bit to the universe mm-hmm. and see what the universe kind of wants to bring back to me. Yeah. Um, and I decided that less event management, mm-hmm. more PR marketing, but even that I was feeling I, I, I was not, not that I was losing my passion for it, but I loved it when I was working with people I really love, mm-hmm. but not so much when I was just working with people who I didn't have that connection yep. with. Yep. So then I thought, okay, um, wouldn't it be great if I could do my radio, um, and, just work with people I really like mm-hmm. and then maybe find something else to to bring in some income but also yep. to fill my time a little bit. And so that's indeed what I what has happened. Yeah. This year my radio hours went up and now I'm on Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons for the mm-hmm. catch-up with Daryl Reader. Yes. Um, who is my, I call him my work husband. And then I also. <laughs> I've actually seen you guys out and about <laughs> at corporate events hosting together. Yeah, yeah. We, we absolutely we do. We spend a lot of, way too much time together. Um, 
and I also do a Saturday morning show, which is just me called Bay Lifestyle. Um, so I'm on air quite a bit yeah. and it, that's awesome and I absolutely love it, doing a lot of interviewing. Um, and so now I've decided that um, it's my radio. Mm -hmm. There's Planet Roxy, which is the part of what I do where um, I've got um, – you know, say half a dozen clients yep. who I work with. I don't chase work yep. in that area anymore. Mostly I'm doing um, marketing, really bespoke marketing mm -hmm. um, and some events, but mm -hmm. I'm very particular about the events that I'm doing and they're the clients. They're just clients I really love and love yep. working with. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is what's called... Da -da 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 -da. It's called Planet. It's no, it's not called Planet Roxy. <laughs> Sorry, I got rewind, confused. rewind, rewind, rewind. <laughs> Cut that bit out. No, it's called Roxy Bennett Life Changer. Mm. So, and the part that's Roxy Bennett Life Changer is um, around. The one part of that is life coaching. Yes. And so I'm just completing my master coach accreditation mm -hmm. um, through um, a, a, an organisation that runs out of Griffiths University in, mm -hmm. in Queensland. They have um, like it's a, a diploma of life coaching, but as well as that, the, you get all of the accreditation to the peak bodies worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also training in neuro-linguistic programming okay, and, and a right. number of other things as well uh, and wellness around that. Yes. So I'm just finishing that off as yes. we speak. And so I'll be working as uh, an operational life coach. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, I'm so excited. Thank and, God you're on LinkedIn. It's all the rage. <laughs> well, I, well yeah. it's funny, isn't it? I had never noticed them until now. Yeah. But I think I've got a kind of a slightly different oh, take totally. on it. And it was it's work that I've found that, I've, I've been doing anyway yeah. and I yep, kind absolutely. of gravitated towards it and then it's sort of the universe kind of, I don't know, I just had an epiphany one day. Well, and, it's you interesting know. you mentioned I think it's a great idea and a perfect match because there's a lot of people out there doing that type of offering but to have the runs on the board and the ability to reference real-life scenarios and examples of where you would have used the tools that you're going to talk yeah. about frequently um, is such a point of difference. Like I can and, see how yeah. you could deliver that message effectively and back it up with, and here's an example of how to. Well, you thank know? you. I yeah. appreciate that. Look, and it's not about, I'm, I'm not a business coach. I'm not yep. professing to be a, a business coach. In fact, I, that's not what I want to do. What I want yeah. to do is just, I really, like I want to work with people so that they can be the best version of themselves they can be. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is around um, getting your head in a better place mm -hmm. Um, and really being clear about what your goals are and what you want to achieve. Um, and I kind of, I, I, it's, it's really done for me with a lot of positivity. Mm -hmm. I just want to push positivity out there and, and, and help people change their lives mm -hmm. through really loving themselves and caring for themselves and seeing what incredible skills they have and what they're capable of. Yep. And I, like my catch line or one of my catch lines is uh, my superpower is helping you find yours. Wow. So one more time. My, my superpower is helping you find yours. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, and, and it, it's true, you know, and yep. I've, I've been doing this for a number of years and really um, I suppose more in maybe a mentor sort of way with a lot I of get that impression. younger people. Yeah. And a lot of the younger women who are in, in the marketing space now mm -hmm. and the event management space, I've certainly been there for them and really mm -hmm. been mm -hmm. very supportive for them in this way. 
Um, but so there's that. And then the other part of what I will be doing, um, which is equally as exciting, is um, a lot more professional emceeing work, mm-hmm. a lot more keynote speaking, um, presenting to corporate groups, working mm-hmm. with corporate groups around a variety of different um, platforms. Some of yep. it business related, some of it is yep. business related, but a lot of it sort of about, um, you know, personal development, mm-hmm. you know, and how to work happily in teams and groups and that kind of thing. And, and again, a lot of it's based on just my experiences in such a variety of different areas. What a combination but of yeah, your experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's really exciting. I'm excited to hear, hear about the format of your workshops when they're up and running because that, be, <laughs> that would be a well, fun experience. Yeah, exactly. And I want it to be, Brandon. Like yeah. I don't – the one thing that I really believe in is authenticity above yeah. everything else. And I one of the greatest compliments I've ever been paid – was a guy, actually a guy you know. If I said the name Groomy, you remember Groomy Umpire? Yeah, and dude, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's his nickname. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, he said to me when he first met me, he said, oh, my God, you're exactly who you are. Like you're not any different on the radio yep. to who you are. Yep. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that is how we all should be. But too mm-hmm. often we think we've got to put on some other facade of who we are mm-hmm. to please others or to to achieve what we think we want to achieve and I just think that that's not I don't think that's the way to do it I think yeah. try and be as true to yourself and and then you'll really love what you're doing yep totally you know? totally no, I love it so so it's all exciting yeah and, ha- and how can our audience find out more about um this new business venture where do we go what do we Look up. RoxyBennett.com. Yes. So um, <clears throat> that's Roxy with an I-E. So Roxy Bennett. Two N's, two T's. Two N's, two T's, yep. dot com. I don't know if we're, we're going global. Other, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. got to do the dot com. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. so um, the, it's it's all up there. You can find out a bit more about what I do and um, and if anyone is interested, what sort of costs are involved, Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and I really, yeah, I just I want to be able to, and I think this for young people, maybe this isn't what you necessarily think of when you're first starting up, yep. doing your startup or doing um, your your business plan or whatever. But I really want to think about when I look back, mm-hmm. what I want my life to have looked like. Yep. And, you know, I, I got a bit of a wake up call when I was 35 and mm-hmm. I, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so I've been really aware of the fact that we're here for a good time not a long time mm-hmm. so let's have a good time absolutely <laughs> whatever that looks like pass the wine no it's water <laughs> so i've just eaten my microphone now that's fantastic all right so roxybennett.com all right so that's a great segue and lead into the next question i have for our audience and that is with all of that business and life experience before you what would be three pieces of advice maybe you've received or maybe that you've heard that you would specifically say don't take that advice to a young startup? Yeah. Now, is it something that's... to do with um, how to set up your business or is it to do with who you should listen to for advice or? Um... Yeah, the don't do's. It's almost easier to think of do do's instead of don't do's. Do you know what? This is the big one and I'm going to say this, but you're going to do it anyway because I just think it's human nature and I did it. And I was given this advice, but I still did it. Don't grow too quick. Yeah. Like seriously, I did it. I grew too quickly. And before I knew it, I had a, 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 a an office, a huge office, 
filled with people mm-hmm. who were ever all earning a reasonable wage and I was going home without a wage. Yeah. Because somebody's got to pay for mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And when you grow too quick, whilst the money, you've got the contracts, the money doesn't necessarily follow those contracts. The need tends to follow before or come before the money comes. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, for me, I grew too quick and then I had to wind back again. And mm-hmm. that winding back, um, I think that was really, that was the best thing I ever did yeah. was winding back. Yep. Yeah, I can identify with that. I understand completely. Um, and so... In order to avoid growing quick, has that got something to do with your initial goal setting or has that got something to do with setting a, a, a set of rules or values for yourself that you try really hard not to deviate from as you're challenged with growth? growth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone um, wants to grow. Yeah, well, quick. everyone does and you sort of go, oh, I'm so busy, you know, bless me with that problem. But mm-hmm. but um, I think what it is is being, and it's hard, but maybe be more selective about the jobs you take in Totally. And, and yep. it is about your business plan and what your initial idea is. It, you can't be it can't be written in stone because, like I said earlier, the customer will tend to decide what your job's going to be because mm-hmm. they'll come to you. Yep. Um, but, you know, just, just be mindful that once you get that much work that you can't handle it yourself, mm-hmm. then it's time to maybe think about slowing it down and that might be stop marketing for a little bit Mm -hmm. it might be don't take say to people well look I could take your work but I'll need to get back to you say in three months Mm -hmm. like actually just slowing it down a bit yeah um so I think that's definitely you know another one is um I I tended to um employ it when you do get to a point where you're going to employ Mm -hmm. um I tended to employ on gut feeling, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't follow your gut feeling because I absolutely think you should mm-hmm. in general terms. But when you're when you are um, when you are employing, always make sure you get you check the references. Always make sure that. But do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. some people, I know that I've had people that have just walked into my office and I've just gone, "Yes, you are it. You're in." And yeah. I've given them the job without really I've, – I've committed to them before I've really checked them out. Yep. And that's through being over-exuberant. And it, it's not – I don't think I was ever burnt – I was probably only really burnt once, but but not, you know, not in a big way. So, so that's more so um, – that's relevant for a startup, I guess, in – if they're considering bringing on some co-founders. Yeah, well, uh, 100%. Yeah. Like you, know, you might just sort of initially think – wow, this person's right on the same page with me. They are definitely, you know, they're of my tribe. Yes, yes, yes. But then down the track you start to see that where the differences are. Mm -hmm. Definitely if you are thinking about doing something, connecting up with somebody to do a project with like, you know, a co-founder. Yep. Do your research on that person and tell yeah. them to do their research on you. Great point. All right, that's a, that's an awesome. But no one's ever said that. So actually, tell someone you're looking to do business with to do research on you. Force yep. them to make the time to understand you better. Absolutely, love it. Oh, I love that. That's a Absolutely. great piece of advice. I think that's really. I think I've given you enough bad advice. Oh, you know, not yeah. the stuff that you should have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're running out of time, but there is one I want to ask you, and yep. that is. In your, in your travels, in your experience, events, marketing, publicity, PR, media, is there a particular industry you've seen recently 
that is ripe for innovation and for a startup to strongly consider finding a solution for a big problem. So we've got you know, agriculture, we've got healthcare, we've got education. There's so many. We've got dating. But is there some, some industry in particular yeah. where you've gone, oh, my God, this really could do with? Everything that I've heard about the, the, the next stage of, like if, we've, if we're in the technological age at the moment, the next age will be the people age. Mm-hmm. And this is about um, emotional intelligence. Yep. What I would be looking at is ways to help train people mm-hmm. um, to um, expand their emotional intelligence, yep. to have better understanding because that's the one thing that's going to separate us from this. And from this doing our job is the fact that we have emotional intelligence and this doesn't. And even when you program it, it still doesn't because it doesn't have that human intuition. Mm -hmm. So if you can get into an area that looks at how you can either um, increase people's emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. or like an app that helps Mm -hmm. You know, with that, yep. um, I think that that's got there's a real opportunity there because those what what are called in the trade softer skills, yep. less technical skills, mm-hmm. are going to be the one thing that's going to keep us employed in the future. Yep. So relationship building may become more difficult because of technology sort of excluding ourselves from each other. So having um, still having the ability to be emotionally intelligent, yep. and because that's naturally going to take. Yep. things away from us a little bit because we're and, siloed. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and doing all of that's all around authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't, people, you know, if you're, in, if you're authentic about what you're doing um, and you're real about what you're doing, mm-hmm. they are the skills that the, the, the big organisations will be looking for because yep. they'll have a machine that can do the other stuff mm-hmm. but they won't have a machine that can do that. Yep. Perfect. So that's right. find your way there somehow. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Okay, well, I'm going to try two more questions before we have to cut it because I know you've got to go on air. Yeah, that's fine. Second last question is how long realistically should a startup give themselves to prove to themselves that it's they can make this work or give it the absolute best shot possible? Like is it a time frame? You know, I just want to give people an understanding of from your experience how long you should give yourself and trust yourself to know that, okay, I've done the best I can and it's either working or not? I think you've got to at least give yourself two years. Yeah, wow. Um, so more and more people we ask, it's not six, 12 months, it's like 18 months, two years. Well, absolutely, because you've got to allow the, the idea to germinate people. Mm-hmm. Anything, so say you're a startup and you are looking at business development. Mm-hmm. Business development doesn't happen like that. Business no. development's a slow burn. It's about building relationships, and like you don't get the you don't get the reward from that relationship for six months mm-hmm. because it won't be until that person needs it that they're going to actually come to you and go, yeah, there's Brandon, yeah. He's, He's the, the man. Yep. That's right. So you need that. I think you need to probably have that first year where you're not making any money but you're mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and then the second year is all about this. Yeah. And and I don't mean that because money's not my driver but you've got to make money. Mm-hmm. Ray Frost, who's the owner or was the owner of Ray's Outdoors, yes. once said to me, if you are not making any money, if you are not taking home the wage that you deserve, then your business is a failure. Yeah. Now, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but what I do know is that you can't keep flogging a dead horse. But at the same time, anything good takes time to grow. Yep. So 
if it's a really good idea, it will mm -hmm. sustain you for two years. Yeah, so at great. the end of that second year, if you're if you're in the in the black instead of the red, kudos to you. Yep, unreal. All right, so one last question, and this is um, this is an interesting one. I'm looking forward to your response. Who is your inspiration or someone in your space, which could be now this whole emotional intelligence and coaching space that you really look up to? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, it could be someone. Right, th this yeah. is Look, this is somebody who I – she hasn't transformed my life, but – well, she has actually. Yeah. Um, Ariana Huffington. Okay, and yeah. okay, if you don't know her, Google her. She started Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. um, she now has Thrive. She's massive on LinkedIn, and she herself is amazing. But her, but Thrive is amazing. That's her platform, and it really is around giving great advice. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a really good website for great advice. So, what she, I just love the way that she's built something. And then passed it on and moved on to something else. Yep, totally. Because I think that's really cool. Yep. You do not have to do the same thing for your entire life. And in fact, we never will. I've yep. reinvented myself heaps of times. Yep. I so, you know, agree with that. I yes. love that. But every time she's done it, she's done something more meaningful and mm -hmm. where she gives back more. So I love that. She also, one of the great pieces of advice that she gives, apart from get sleep. Eight hours, get eight hours sleep good at sleep least. Too, yeah, yeah, good yeah. sleep. You've got to have good sleep. But apart from that is go outside, let the sunshine hit your face and breathe. And if you can at least do that once a day, then you're okay. And I think that's the best piece of advice and that's what I just follow every day. Amen to that. <laughs> All right, Roxy, it's been a pleasure. I better let you go and get on air. But for those of you wanting to find out more, it's www.roxy, R-O-X-I-E, Bennett, two N's, two T's, dot com. That's the one. Great. Thanks, Brandon. Congratulations awesome. on the new business venture. Thank yeah. you. See you guys. And thanks for joining us for another amazing episode on the Enterprise Monkey Show with Brandon Burns. Until next week, guys, we hope you've enjoyed. And if you want to get in touch, you can visit us on social media, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can reach out to us with some of your amazing content ideas or perhaps a special guest, may even be yourself that wishes to appear on the show. You can reach out to us at office at enterprisemonkey.com.au. Don't forget to rate and review us on the iTunes Store, Spotify and Stitcher and we'll see you all on the next episode.